Hello and welcome to Being Well. I'm Forrest Hansen. There is a lot of advice out there. Much of it is complicated and it can be challenging sometimes to find simple things to focus our attention on. Sometimes it's nice to have one simple thing to focus on each day, just one thing to do for your personal well being and development. As we continue to interview some fantastic experts, we're asking them for their just one thing, just one thing that they do each day for their own well being. So, this is Just One Thing with Liz Fossling. What's the most important thing that you do in your own mind each day for your own well being? Oh, that's a really good one. I actually have two, which is the mm, my great. first is like what I do in my own mind and then what I do based on that in my communication with other people. So I think in my own mind, I really try when I'm having a strong reaction to something to sit with it and think through like there's always the impulse to, to snap at someone, to take action and really think through like, is this action creating the kind of world that I want to live in. And a big part of that is also like questioning the assumptions that the strong reaction is based on. Because I think, and this is, we say in the book, your feelings aren't facts. Like what Mm, you feel mm -hmm. feels true. And it's, I'm not trying to say you don't have that feeling. You're not angry. You're not this. Like sometimes you're totally justified in your anger and that's, you should listen to that. But often it's because you viewed a situation a certain way and you don't actually know if that's really what's going on. A few years ago, a new person joined my team. And I noticed that when I would ask him a question, when he would answer, he would start speaking incredibly slowly and over-enunciate every word. And I hated him. Like I was just... It was infuriating. (laughs) And for for weeks, I just was like stewing in rage at him. And then finally, our team went out for like drinks and for dinner. And he and I actually were having a great conversation. And so then I just asked him... Hey, do you notice that when I ask you a question, you slow down? Like, what's going on? And he said, Yes, it's something I'm really working on, but I'm just scared that I'm going to look dumb. So I'm choosing my words really carefully, which was so mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Like, I had, you know, I had been like, He's a sexist. He, <laughs> you know, thinks I'm stupid. And like, sometimes that's true, but in this case, it really wasn't. And so, exploring that assumption, actually my strong emotional reaction went away completely. And it was more like, oh, wow, empathy. And let's like work on this. Let me help you. Like, let me help you feel more comfortable around me, all these different things. So that's one is just like processing through like, what is driving this emotion? What's like the need behind the emotion? Are you stressed because you're afraid of a deadline? Like you can do something about that. And that's actually more effective at reducing stress than drinking a cup of tea or like meditating. Not that those aren't great, but often it's like, it's your body telling you like something needs to get done. And then the second thing is, sometimes you're going to have a bad day and it's not based on anything. You just wake up, you haven't slept, like whatever, for no reason at all. You're just grumpy, you're feeling depressed and that's normal. And just flagging that for people. So this is something I do in my private life with my boyfriend actually, which is I, if I wake up and I'm sort of gloomy or I come back from work and I'm stressed and it doesn't have anything to do with him, I will just say like, hey... Today, I'm feeling kind of bad. I don't really know why. I just want to let you know it has nothing to do with you. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so valuable because often we don't say that. And then the other person is just like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like, you're coming at me with all these feelings. Did I do something? And then it just turns into this horrible, massive emotion. But if you just say, like, I'm feeling sad, 
just wanted to let you know. They know that it has nothing to do with them. And also like you give them the opportunity to be there for you. And so that goes to the workplace too, you know, just saying like, I sat in traffic for two hours. I just need a moment. Can we start this meeting five minutes late? Can you come to me after I've taken some time with my coffee or like, can we turn this one-on-one into a walk? Cause I just need to like go out into nature and like, you know, get over all these negative emotions. It's so valuable. I think that's great advice and a great personal practice as well. One of the things that's kind of come up in this conversation a few different ways is that idea of kind of putting a name to emotions. So you have a feeling, you you have an experience internally, and you can put a title to it, irritation, anger, sadness, whatever it might be. But then kind of going one step further and putting an explanation to emotions and sharing that explanation to the extent that we're comfortable with other people. And that can really, as you're saying, kind of bring them into our internal lives a little bit more and also really turbocharge empathy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot easier, as you were saying, to kind of feel in relationship with somebody who, you know, you find a little bit challenging if you can see more clearly the wholeness of their experience and the ways where, you know, maybe they're doing the thing that they're doing not because they don't like you or they think you're a bad person or whatever it might be, but because they have their own insecurities and their own kind of inner complexities. Yeah, completely. There's a term called emotional granularity and it's about being able to really carefully identify your feelings. And it's the difference between saying, I'm sad and saying like, I'm fearful or I'm mm, frustrated mm-hmm. or, you know, like it's, it's just getting a little clearer on exactly what you're feeling, which makes it easier to identify the need. And there's really cool, there's, um, it's at Yale, it's the Center for Emotional Intelligence. And they're rolling out this ruler system, which is actually about teaching children emotional granularity, which I think is so cool because... It's kind of crazy that we don't even start talking about these things often until we like burn out of a job or until we're just in a space where we're like, I can't handle this anymore. And just think about how, like, I just look back at my life. And if at seven, someone had taught me about emotions are okay, here's how to think about them, here's what they might be telling you. I just, it, and obviously I'm biased because this is where my research is, but. Like that could be the most valuable skill that you equip someone with for school, for work, for personal life, for anything. And we just, it's nowhere in a curriculum and it's, it's nowhere in work. It's like not part of any trainings really, usually. It's changing a little bit, but yeah, so important. Yeah, no, I think that that specificity that you're really talking about and the comfort with getting into that specificity is a really, really valuable skill. That was just one thing with Liz Fossling. She gave some great advice on exploring the nature of our relationships and reactions to other people, and then taking a bit of a step back from our own in-the-moment responses to something and looking for the deeper meanings and sources behind our emotions. If you would like more simple practices like this delivered to your email on a weekly basis, Dr. Rick Hansen has a Just One Thing newsletter, If you would like to learn more about the newsletter, I've included a link to it in the description of today's podcast. We'll be back next week with another full-length episode. So until then, thanks for listening. 